This episode is brought to you by Southern Elegance Candle Company, where modern values meet Southern charm. Right now, check out their spring and summer collection with candle scents such as Celebration, Coastal Waters, Farmer's Market, and Summer Garden. And my own personal favorite, Savannah. This scent fills the room with the smell of fresh peaches with a hint of champagne. This scent really brings the warm feel of summer to your living room. So be sure to visit secandleco.com and use our promo code CRUX, that's C-R-U-X, for 15% off all regularly priced items. That's secandleco.com, where they lovingly craft each scent and city combination to elicit a fond memory to whisk you away to a place of pure joy. He said all he had to, all he wanted to do was flip the phone to feed his baby. Ooh, honey, 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 rest in. Oh, why? I don't know, Ron. Yeah, welcome to the very V A R Y necessary podcast, and that was a tribute to the late great Snooty Wild. Um, he was recently. Um, murdered and uh, we want to send our condolences to his family his friends and his fans yeah even though he did not have a lot of hits um you know he meant something to someone and it's just a tragedy when somebody who is acting as god decides that they want to take someone else's life for whatever reasons i mean at any given point in time, whatever someone does, it's it's not for you to make the decision. Right. It, it's you're not letting God do God's will. It's just senseless killings. Um, and the thing about it is, you you don't care what the family is left with. Pick up those pieces. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just a sad. It's very very sad. I wonder, do murderers ever think that someone is going to come and murder them? I think they don't care. If you're in that lifestyle, you're not thinking about that. You don't care. It's like you signed up for something knowing that you it can it can turn around on you. Yeah, um it's it's just so unfortunate. Um and I don't want to dwell on it, but um it it at some point it has to stop because how many um so how many rappers did we see pass away within the last year? I wanna um when I looked it up, it was like over thirty rappers, you know, whether they were 
on their way up or, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that we did rising know stars. of. Yeah, mm-hmm. rising stars. And then the ones we knew of, I mean, it was just amazing to see how many rappers have, that have been shot and killed but what's um, the, in the past year. Well, two now. Now, a couple of them was some ODs now. Maybe yeah, it was like two or three of them. That, right. So all of them weren't murders. murders. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing is, what do most of them have in common? Is it... Is it the hate from knowing the person? Like, is it um, just community, knowing, just being around certain people? Or is it by default because you hang with that person, I don't like that person, so now you're getting it all? Like, I think it's the lifestyle that is portrayed in quote-unquote trap music, gangster music. I think it's the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do. I think it's the lifestyle, and it could be affiliation, and maybe... Maybe they experienced that or maybe they saw that growing up, but they didn't necessarily have um, lived that type of lifestyle. But once you affiliate yourself with the person to your left or to your right and they are really about that life or they feel that they're um, about that life, there's something's just too wrong. too many senseless killings. It's pride. It's ego. Mm-hmm. It's um, status. It's it's everything. It's, I think yeah. it's all, I think it all has something to do with conspiracy as well. And I want everybody, I want, you know, the people who really research Facebook. There is um, two posts. One was from a funeral director and one was a recently read um, anonymous letter. I think either Styles P or someone from the locks wrote it. I mean, read it. And, they were saying how a bunch of music industry, well, rappers were invited to this party mm-hmm. and they were asked to sign non-disclosures. And this happened back in the 90s. And they were basically told what to kind of put in the music in order to keep the prisons full. Right. What? Yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah, yeah, that's why I it. It was a letter written yeah. by an anonymous rapper and he didn't want his name out there because they would come after him. And they were told, you know, specific things to put in the music in order to create the violence and the killings and the gang um, wars in order to fill the prisons because the people who invited them to the party had all this money invested in the prison industry. Mm. Now, the funeral director stated that, hey, we're the one, the ones who are preparing these bodies for the funerals. Mm-hmm. Like you rappers are putting this music out in the street for these children to carry out these murders and tasks when really they think they're being entertained, but right. they're actually being brainwashed. Right. Because we know that they're not really doing what they're saying. Right. Right. So they're projecting that out into the, the masses to make them war against each other. Right. And see, here's the thing. That's why when we would talk about music, I would told I told y'all that my father would always tell us, listen, mm-hmm. these are lyrics. This is for entertainment purposes only. only. And then sometimes you just have to free your mind and listen to other things. You just can't stay engulfed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just continue and repeatedly listening to this, thinking, okay. 
I'm going to be liked or I'm going to be popular talking about the younger generation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be popular because I'm doing what uh, MC Coley say or something like that. And then they go out there and do it. And, and now your ass sitting and, behind, yeah, the jail behind jail. Because, see, they don't tell you really what happens and behind And then you're going to really come to terms and realize that yeah. that rapper was not right. about that life. You, you, remember, right. you remember back in the day, and I don't know how long ago it was, mm-hmm. but who was the guy? Cool C, the guy who sung Glamorous Life, mm-hmm. and Chi Ali. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So way back in the 90s, these dudes had, like, two of the hottest songs out. Yep. And they decided... I think Chi Ali was the one who, he hit up the armor car mm-hmm. and Cool mm-hmm. C committed the murder. Or right. maybe it was flip-flop. I don't know. But but I'm thinking to myself, dude, you was rapping. Why is you out here doing because that shit? Because it wasn't bringing the money that they thought they were going to get as soon as they started. Right. You but, see what I'm saying? So they still needed that money. Yeah. They still were stick-up kids. But why? Okay, I'm still stick up some people, but I'm I'm gonna do it until I get fresh up in this game, and then I can you know stack this money up. But I'm still doing it. It's just like some of the rappers that we listen to or we used to listen to, where they would sell the dope, mm-hmm. and they were still selling dope right. until you know they made it or they could invest what they had and just cut clean with it. But I think that kind of put the thought in these kids' head that it did. Shit, he still he on the radio. He got a hot song. It's on the radio, but he's still in the life. So it kind of made it all go together, right? Like this, what we supposed to be doing, right? Absolutely. And- but then that is why. You need somebody to tell you and balance this stuff out and mm-hmm. say, "Yo, look, right." Only two places you're going to be if you continue on mm-hmm. doing what you're doing in these streets, in jail or in mm-hmm. the grave. I thought I saw something about Chi Ali recently, and I was just trying to find it, but ain't never getting out of jail. I know Cool life. C. Did, because Cool C was up for, um, not was he up for parole or was he up for the um, execution? I Let me look it remember, up. I think but, so. I mean, it all goes back to... And and I just want to tell y'all, I, I have a job where I can mentor young um, men and women um, in the armed services. And this young man came to my office today to be assessed, and he was from New Orleans, 19 years old, got his whole life ahead of himself. And, you know, he was just there randomly for sick call. But when I tell y'all God sends me these children to speak to, and he sends me the right ones. And I just had a life talk with this young man. And I was explaining to him that if you can do this basic training, you're ready for life. Because this is probably one of the hardest things you're going to have to do. And if you can carry this out at 19, I promise you, life is going to be way more easier for you than you think. You just got to come back to this place when it was super hard for you. And let me tell you. He was so full. I could see the water building up in his eyes today. He said, I've never had a woman who didn't know me from anybody to speak so much life and to speak so powerful and to to gift me like this. And he said, ma'am, I really appreciate you for that because I think I've been praying since I've been here and God finally answered my prayers. 
And that just made me feel so full. He said, because I really felt like I didn't have a way out. He said, I'm here on a waiver. So apparently there's a waiver in the military. Let's say you get into a bunch of trouble at home, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you on your last strike. And they mm-hmm. say, look, we finna send your ass down to this military and you going to get right or you're going to jail. That's something. So I was you think- talking to somebody about that the other day. So they are still doing that because mm-hmm. they did it to a lot of guys mm-hmm. here when, um, who we went to school with. They was like, look, either you do this uh-huh. you, or you go to jail. Right. Join the military mm-hmm. or you go to jail. And a lot of them joined the military and, so they can stay out of right. trouble. And one thing he told me was, he said, I had life all fucked up because I was sitting there and day after day, I would listen to them songs and listen to them songs and listen to them songs. And then it wasn't until I got here around different cultures of people. He said, this is the first time he ever been around this many white people in his life. He said, Asian people. He said, I've never been around no Asian people unless I was getting food from the carryout. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's almost you like your, you got to get out of your culture and your environment right. in order for you to mm-hmm. see something bigger. I said, baby, it's a whole world out here. I want you to see it. And you know right. what? I don't I'm, want you to be behind no bars. Right. And have to see it from a book or a TV. Right. And that's the thing about it. Most of the people that we see in the crowd, the crowd that they, um, that that's following them, they're stuck. Mm-hmm. You look at them on social media. You look at even around here. We look at the kids around here mm-hmm. and the parents and or the adults that's supervising them. They are stuck mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. They don't know. They have not been taught anything different than what they know. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give your kids that exposure right. and all they have is the radio, Right. What 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 other outlet do they have? Right. They they gotta they gotta vision visualize life at some point from something. Mm-hmm. So if that's all they have, what do you expect? Let me tell you. This past weekend I went out of town. I had a meeting, um, because I'm in an upcoming wedding. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up staying in the city where um I had my meeting. Mm-hmm. I went to the mall. Now, luckily, and I'm not just trying to throw, like, the colors, the game colors out there, but I had on a red T-shirt, I mean, a red um, uh, red shirt and some jeans and sneakers. Mm-hmm. I remember back in our youth, hanging out at the mall was just the thing to do. It was the it thing to do. It was, it was the hangout for mm-hmm. us. We didn't go there to, I'm quite sure, you know, fights broke out. You go there to, you know, whatever. But we went there on the intentions of seeing our friends, hooking mm-hmm. up, having a good time. I'm telling you, so many kids from the age of 11, I would say from 11 to 16, maybe 17. Mm-hmm. It was so terrible. Every, every, I mean, they don't care what they what they said around you curse around Mm -mm. adults they didn't care what was being said around you like they Mm -mm. just didn't care and it was all gang affiliation Mm -hmm. and i'm no i don't know like all the gangs out there Mm -hmm. the ones i'm just most um knowledgeable about is bloods and crips like Mm -hmm. i don't know any other ones but i just felt like i was safe because i had on a red shirt like oh god i'm glad i have red Mm -hmm. because every they well, you wouldn't something. have been safe if it was Crips out there. No, I'm saying, oh. I was saying, 
thank goodness oh, I got a oh, red. Oh, that was the color of the day. Must be. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was just so horrible that where are your parents? At the age of, like, where, who are you around? Where's the influence? Like, what's going on? Are you being one way around your parents and then another way around yeah, the your parents friends? might it be gang be. members. That's what I was about to say, because you it know this terrible. is like second and third generational gang children that we talking about it now. It was terrible. Like, so, they were there to shoot up. I heard little kid over here, she was like, girl, yeah, because I sucked his name. And I'm like, yeah, you, you got to be about 15, 16 years old, like before. Now, you know, back in the day, we, we would, we we would were not curse not, in front of no we adult. Cuss, and we would and not if, expose uh, and if an adult our sexuality us, like yeah, that. And if an adult caught us cussing, we'd say, excuse me, ma'am. I look back at the little boy and the little girls, and, you know, I'm just looking. They didn't care. I said, uh-uh, oh, they don't. Look, look, let me turn around. Mind and, my business. And we'll posture you. Let me turn and around look my, you my, my up and down. And I tell them good. I slap the fuck out you. Mm-hmm. It was sad. Get out like, of my face. I couldn't even enjoy my shopping experience no. because. Well, that's my understanding. That's how it used to be in the um outside mall area where we live mm-hmm. at. That's how and that's bad why they put it the curfew. Got, and they put the curfew in. That's why they. Yeah. That's terrible. Yep. I could even enjoy shopping. Um, what city was this again? Florence. That's why. It was in Florence. Man, but see, oh like God. now, that's like terrible. everywhere, though, y'all. I mean, they did, it, a, t- just, they did a top 10 worst but cities thing, to live in in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Florence is one. Florence was number one. And how about us? We weren't on there. But my thing is, we weren't on there. who's driving? Like, these kids weren't even old enough to drive. They're not old enough to, to operate a vehicle. But how are you getting around? Why are you... How are you wearing the clothes that you're wearing? Yeah, because they I got mean, Ray Ray. They got Ray Ray and Sean Sean. Well, they shit, Amazon, Amazon brings the clothes yeah. to the house now. Yeah. And then Where they get the parents, money from? The streets? The parents? The parents. And say, oh, I want to buy this. And, you know, the parents think because, it's all right. Because now parenting is, let me get them this money and shut them the fuck up and get them out my face. Yeah, because they going to drop versus, them off at the yeah. mall while they go to right. Wild Wing. Oh, Lord, yeah, it was so they, terrible. With their homeboys. Or when they go... uh cutting off with the uh girlfriend or boyfriend and leave the husband at home because mm-hmm. um yeah the the parents are now more i'm gonna go back to a, a um a story another young lady see how god just sent me these children just told me the story today i said let me ask you a question and it, it was just all my heart and i said why you gotta send your rent money home why didn't you just you know give up your apartment when you came into the military. Mm-hmm. She said, cause I got to have somewhere to go back to when I get out of here, because I can't go back and move home with my parents like the rest of these kids. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, baby, why not? What's wrong? She said, I ain't lived at home since I was 16 years old. Let me tell you about what this baby told me. She said, ma'am, I've been in a shelter since the day after my 17th birthday. I had to finish my last two years of high school, living in the hopping shelter? from shelter to shelter. And so let me tell you why she was in a shelter. Her mother is from Uganda. In Ugandan culture, you get married when you're 17. Mm-hmm. This is why she's been homeless since the day. So her mama had been prepping her like the whole 16th year. You get, you get married to this mm-hmm. boy. And I done, these people then already started paying me. For us to bring him over here, 
We call it a so dolly. Because she's, she's a citizen. Or like that. She's a citizen. Mm-hmm. But she was born in the United States. Mm. So now she got three daughters. So she knows she can get $25,000 a pop every time one of these little boys is brought over here and marry one of her daughters. Mm-hmm. So this daughter didn't understand the assignment. She said, I want to marry who I love. I want to go to college. I want to be something. And I didn't want to marry the boy. My mama put me out on the street with the clothes on my back. Mm. And from there, that was that. Mm. Even their birth father said, I don't want nothing to do with him. The mama is is out here cheating on me, don't want nothing to do with me. I don't want nothing to do with the kids. So at this point, this is a 19-year-old young lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's in the military. However, she's already completed a year of college. Awesome. Kept her her apartment, and she kept her apartment also with the understanding of maybe I can try to get my sisters and save them. How much responsibility is that on a 19-year-old? A lot. She got to save herself. Yeah. She got to save her siblings. Right. Because grown-ups won't be the fucking parent. Right. That's a lot. And then you wonder why... These kids take shit from these songs to heart. Right. Because sometimes music is all the fuck they got. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and we understand that because we love music as well. Right. So we feel like music mm-hmm. is life. Right. And it expresses mm-hmm. um things that we may we not can't. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can't voice. So hearing this, seeing this, these kids are are seeing things in their communities and neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know what? I know, I know how um such and such feel. Mm-hmm. This is how he feels. This is how I feel. Right. So I'm going to be the same way. Right. So then they model their yeah. life right. off of this. And y'all think about it. We didn't have that much access to our favorite um song, mm-hmm. you know, our mm-hmm. peak singers and, and um, rappers and, and celebrities. These kids got access to their life now or mm-hmm. what they feel is their life mm-hmm. on Instagram. Instagram. I heard Snapchat, TikTok, like it's like amazing how they can sit there and just watch what the everybody is doing mm-hmm. now. So they're saying, I am going, I idolize this person. This is who I want to be like. And whatever they're doing, I'm doing it too. And you know what else? These kids listen, like, for example, you may like a particular artist i mm-hmm. may like a particular artist mm-hmm. i don't like you because you like the artist that i don't like right so now we beefing we really don't have any issue with each other other right. than who we like mm-hmm. i just remember that i had a cousin when i was younger he's a year older than me and he idolized tupac mm. he idolized tupac and he died the same age tupac died wow. so it's almost like you can you can become so much of them mm-hmm. till it's you like you inherit in you inherit yeah. their same demise, right? You know. How, did your cousin get shot and killed? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I think that was just you know it was a car accident, but I think it was just like all like he wouldn't listen to any other artists. Wow. I mean, it was like Tupac was God. Like he would constantly. And you can't allow children to just idolize an artist to the point 
more so or put them on a pedestal to the point where they feel like they're God mm-hmm. and forget about the God up above. Right. Well, you need to find out why you like this particular artist. Have those conversations with, with mm-hmm. your children. Well, why do you like him so much? What What is he doing to you that make you like him? Like you need to talk to mm-hmm. your children, find out, find out who the artist is or what the artist is about. Like, we, we just talked about these old wayward-ass parents. You think they're going to sit down and have them conversations? But the the ones that got good sense, the ones Shit. that have some sense. The mamas and the daddies up in the car with the kids singing the shit. But then if they're singing it, have a conversation. Right. And, like I said, look. But listen, you know. But don't practice. I, I ain't going to like lie. I listen to it. I listen right. to it. But I had a gentleman that who was my client, and he 46 years old, sitting up in the car listening to the baby with his son. Mm-hmm. I said, so when you when you listen to this music with your son and you see what it's saying, and now you done seen the baby go out here, show his ass, mm-hmm. talk to the girl all kind of way. Did you even ask him his insight on, and that's his son's favorite artist, did you mm-hmm. ask him how would he feel comfortable treating a young lady like that or get his take on it? He said his son thought it was funny. And Mm -hmm. if a a girl tried to play me like that, I would cuss ass out and do X, Y. Because, see, they think they're supposed to do everything that the person that they idolize does. But, you know. He didn't see anything wrong with how he handled that girl. Mm-hmm. That's it's uh, poor parenting somewhere, right? Because at that point, the father right. or the mother or somebody with some sense should have right. told that child, "Look, mm-hmm. right." And I said, "And I said, did you correct him?" And he yeah. was like, nah, "No, I didn't." And but I was you know, wrong for that. Growing up, when we were younger, we would riding the cars with our parents, mm-hmm. and they would play the music, but we better not repeat. Certain things that we hear, no, or if we come nah. to that part, no. if we come I, to that part of the song, I did not listen to the stuff that I listened to with my friends mm-hmm. with my mom. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I don't know. My grandmother had a juke joint. My grandmother had a a, a club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we would hear music all the time. Music was in the house. It yeah. was it was around. Like it's no. It was mm-hmm. there was no way for us to be get around it. But we would not mumble a lyric. No, just yeah, because right, we right, hear right. it, we yeah. would not mumble a lyric. Right. So, so, for example, right. you was at your grandma's house and stroking came on. Who? Not at my house. Okay. So, Child so back. It, so, we so was Ma. happy to hear Aretha Franklin at Ma's house. Well, we okay. not, no, we was happy to hear the radio unless it was uh, 96.3 WJIZ gospel on 960. Uh-uh. Well, Bessie J played B. the gospel in the in the in the morning before church, and sometimes in the morning before we got ready to go to school or whatever. But honey, if it was a Friday, Saturday night, and there was some food on the grill, we was listening to Marvin Cease. We mm-hmm. was listening to uh, Clarence Carter. Mm-hmm. We was listening to Betty Wright. We was listening to Millie Jackson. All Absolute you can do is listen. You couldn't B, mumble it. Now, at B House, Johnny Taylor definitely was on. Because I told y'all, you know, that was her man. And Disco Lady is her right. song. But um, And then even with B, the only time, honestly, we could turn the radio on was Saturday morning. 
Mm-hmm. And I just thought about that. It would be Saturday morning, but and we could turn on the radio. And, but, but, but what you would you have exactly? Up. What you better had have been doing with that radio on? Cleaning, cleaning that Everybody goddamn house. Yards. Mm-hmm. Kids yeah. don't clean up the damn house on Saturday morning no more. They don't ever clean up Sunday, Saturday, Tuesday. Think about you. Think Tuesday. about <laughs> y'all. Think about all the things that you had to do in order to do something. If you wanted to go to the mall Saturday with your friends. What did you have to you do? You had to clean up, oh, and you, you had, had to make sure up. that house was clean, the room was clean, whatever, whatever it was you that you to were do. told. Yeah. Okay. What, dishes when, washed, when, whatever. When your parents cooked, who had to wash the dishes? We had to put them, yeah, we had to put them wash up. Wash and put wash them up. Dishes, yeah, or put them in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess what they do now? Take out. Don't nobody put no damn dishes we in the dishwasher. We it in the trash can. Yeah, they got paper plates. Yeah. Well, look. Oh, now, oh they got. Oh, they got hey, a carryout box. I'm. I'm good with paper plates. Look, we gonna use these paper plates. We not but gonna still, be washing they're not all taking out the trash. But, but where, not cleaning where's up? the yeah. responsibility here? To take out the trash. They don't. Now do, that's what Car did. Carry on. Do took out the trash right. and cleaned the bathrooms in his room. But yep. look at look at all the shit we had to do. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we had to cook. Do these kids cook? No. Hell no. They they're living they, the lifestyle of they rich don't and have famous right. on somebody else's budget. We, mm-hmm. we talked so we talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. It was a privilege back in the nineties, right? If your mama said, "Hey, you hungry? Yep, I'm gonna take you to McDonald's Night after Donald's. school today, honey." What? You thought your Burger ass King. was going to Roof Chris? Yes, Lord. <laughs> Burger King came around, yeah. and then sometimes Wendy's. And but now yeah. McDonald's. Now you pick the goddamn kids up from some McDonald's. Now you pick the kids up from school, and you say, "Hey, you want like after school snack? I want yeah. some crab legs. Yeah. Give me some carry out from Olive Garden. Olive Garden." And like we talked about it, and we had to admit. Our children were some um, bougetto kids, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go to the Cheesecake Factory and mm-hmm. Olive Garden. And y'all know Makari's thing was Red Robin. Yeah, yeah um, but when you five and mean, six years old, tell me you want crab legs. Mm-hmm. And I talked about my baby because I told, I said to Yoshi, I said, Khadijah was the first little grown girl I ever met. Khadijah was three years old, cracking crab legs, putting butter and hot sauce in the crab legs, sitting mm-hmm. up there eating with her legs crossed to me. I just love crab legs. <laughs> and I'm sitting up here looking at this little girl like, how you know how to crack a crab leg? She watch. Honey, that's what the Pay girl attention. can eat them. She can eat them down. And that's what right. these Kids out here listening to that music, they watch and they listen yeah. and and they emulate what they see. They see, yeah. Mm. I mean, and so we did. We had to admit, like, yeah, but we did it though, you know. So because they was getting McDonald's like every day sometimes, or no, well, not even McDonald's because I don't think they was liking the nuggets back then. They would go to, um... and that's why right now, Ari Lennox can't make no rice and gravy for money bag, yo. <laughs> Cause she was so busy eating, um, no, not eating, but she was so busy getting, um, DoorDash. Door, no, she didn't. Wasn't no DoorDash back then. When oh, she back was, then. When she was little, she was getting um picked up from school and getting um McNuggets every day. McNuggets, right? Or, or, um, not McNuggets. I mean, McNuggets. Olive Garden. Because yeah. Garden. Cause, cause wouldn't Ari? Not Ari. Why I keep saying Ari Lennox? This is um. Ari Fletcher. Ari Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Ari Lennox. I Ari Lennox was in like the kitchen that. with her gambazo beans and her rice. <laughs> yeah, no. she's so, yeah, she so she looks. She like remind that. me of Key. Yeah. I don't know why. You but, know what? I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Can see I can see that. Yeah. I can. 
Look, I'm thinking of, I still call her my niece, my niece, Tamia. Now, that's just the girl can throw down in the kitchen, and she's around the same age as But Ari she spent a it. lot of time with her grandmother. Yes, she did. So and I think there's a difference like her. when a child is raised by a grandmother versus a mom. I spent a lot of time with my grandmothers, mm-hmm. so I have an old soul. But if you look at it now, mm-hmm. these nigglets ain't got no grandparents no more. Mm-mm. Your grandmama in the we club the with them. Right. The grandmas are hot girls. <laughs> so, so if your grandma... Are we, are we hot if you're Right. We, we, we are, are hot girls, but we're not right, hot but, girls but we don't do it. But we don't do it in front the of the kids. kids. Yeah. So now you got hot girl grandmas that be out in the uh yard twerking well really our with the parents would be the grandmamas we the grandmamas sometimes but they're like ari fletcher and all them age that would be our parents look you know i'm trying to deflect okay and make it um <laughs> you put it they're pushing it yeah pushing it off on somebody else well they was coddlers too they're coddlers yeah. Oh my because God! Yes, my I'm I'm not allowed to discipline my child. Let you have to meet her where she's at. <laughs> not no. You have you to have let to her be a child, child and and let have her make her mistakes him? on her own. And see, that's yeah, another that's encouraging that's, words. That's yeah. terrible. So I'm looking like your parent. Who the hell, mama is this? Because the mama I used to have would be like. You gonna get your shit and get out of here with all of that if you if you growner than me. You got to move. I remember reading an article <laughs> where it says um, punishing your children or beating your children, was is it good or is it bad for them? Or was it good for them or was it bad for them? Like, mm-hmm. uh, beat their ass. That's, this is well, the shit. But see, now, not, now yeah. not abusing your right, child, but right. I feel like you should chastise, chastise child. your child. Uh-huh, when they started all that goddamn, Timmy, get in timeout. We with do us. not. We, no, no not with us. us. It no, it did not. Us. No. Yeah, hold on. Hold it started with we us because doing... we was the one calling the child abuse hotline. We were doing it? No. Oh, oh, yeah, we were. It started with us because they wanted us to start calling the child abuse hotline mm-hmm. when um people was beating us. It started with us. We was the beginning, but then... I remember being in elementary school, still getting double rulers taped together, right. and and uh, uh, yeah, well, not me, but, but I've seen it happen to other. Oh kids. yeah, but yeah, so that was our that was our little era. It mm, was maybe, it was our might era. be five ten years after us. No, it was our era where child abuse hotline started, where oh. they was thinking, you know, and well, don't beat your children. We got the hot, know we what, got the hotline started. However, right. I think the the corner started as a result of. Now we can't put our hands on the kids oh, no, no more. No. So what's the alternative to this? The but you hotline. know, my mama was like, I be their ass too. Right. Tell them to come up here. Mm-hmm. No, the hotline may have started, but I be doggone. <laughs> we better dial that number. Yeah. Right. Because you're going to get your fingers <laughs> Oh, you calling the police? Well, tell them to stay right here because I'm going to be again for calling them. So you be like, oh, <laughs> you in front of them. Let me just go hang up. And you be scared because your mama be like, I'll beat your ass in front of the police. Yeah. And that's another thing. Nobody fears anymore. Right. There's no oh, more fear. No. These kids ain't scared. Mm-hmm. These kids slap their mama and talk shit to them. And dare them. And, you- and call them by their first name. Look at here, um, Amy. You're not going to... Tell me what to do. Well, it used Give to me be, your car keys, it, Karen. It used to be Amy and Karen. Now it's Tasha and Shantae. Yeah, that's right. true. Getting it from their children. That's true. Absolutely that right. That rolled over and trickled over into other mm-hmm. households now. Oh, yeah. 
I done seen a household where the mama don't go to work, ain't never work. And the children got part-time jobs in the evening. I said, now wait a minute. The kids go to school all day and they got part-time jobs in the evening and the mama home all day long and don't do shit? Something is wrong here. Something is very wrong. Like she's disabled or she's able-bodied. Like what? What's she going on? She disabled, all right. Lazy disabled. And the children have responsibilities in the household to because she told mm-hmm. them because she told them that if you think I'm gonna be around here buying two and three hundred dollar sneakers and and clothes and this that and the other, it ain't gonna happen. If you want all this extra stuff that you you know. Keeping mm-hmm. up with the kids at school. You're going to go out here and you're going to get a job and you're going to get it yourself. But how are you going to dictate that to a child and you're sitting at home all day? But you're getting child support for these kids. So now, if if they was disrespectful, they could easily say, well, ain't you getting child support for us? But the comeback from her was, this is money to take care of you with. This ain't money for me to be buying dumb shit. So this for household utilities, rent, yeah, and food. For- but you would be able to pay them shits if you was working. See what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So you living off child support and then want your children to finance their own uh, wardrobes, mm-hmm. out of yeah, making them go to work. I'm gonna do the basics, so- and if you want all this extra, you go buy it. Hmm. So what is that teaching these kids? Now we going back to the music. If you was one of these kids. Out here listening to these songs, what's the first thing gonna come in your mind? The glint. I, I gotta, dope, I gotta go out here and trap. Oh, yeah. Or I'm gonna be a stick up kid. Go out here and sell dope. You stick up I'm kid. I'm gonna hustle my way. Yeah. Or I'm gonna be a hot girl. And I'm gonna trick off. Yeah. Yeah, because it's easier. Remember the little girl who got um kidnapped and mm-hmm. um. I know where you're going. With you know that. her sisters. And her were out, like, just being with older men and, you know, getting money for their nails, lashes and hair. nails and hair. And now. And didn't have to. No. And I don't want to disrespect the mother. But I just kind of feel like at some point, where do we say, well, where you getting this money from to get hair and lashes and different things like that? Because these little girls were young. And, um... Now, I'm kind of wondering, well, what you doing for it? Because you as a, a grown woman, you know how much lashes and hair and shit cost. And it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to have to go out here trick-or-treating it for a minute and give me a little sugar daddy to pay for my little <laughs> my little spa treatments and my little hair and my shit and my patties. So for a little girl to have to come up with that money, you either going to have to be doing something illegal Oh, you're going to have to be doing something strange for some change. But were and they doing it behind the parents' back? Yeah, but then still and with then that. It, but being around the parent is being one way, but then behind the parents' back doing being another way? But I think what Yoshi was about to say is, as a parent, you notice that right. that little um, Jill has some clothing or some lashes and extensions um, that sh- they know I didn't I buy. I didn't pay it for. I didn't pay Your for. Your dad didn't buy. Mm-hmm. Uncle and auntie didn't buy. So where did you get it from? Because I'm thinking about a time where my boyfriend 
bought me like a couple of outfits because something happened. He bought me a couple of outfits and Ernestine was like, take it back. Who brought you that? And I said, well, you know, he got me this. Why? Why he got you that? Right. What's, what's and behind, guess what? the reason behind it? And when he came over there, they said, you don't have to buy my child any clothes. Don't do that no more. She got parents. It, it's not Christmas time. You're right. But it see, is- I also blame, <laughs> I like, I blame the parents because you allow the ones that allow their children to go and get these extensions at 14, 13, mm-hmm. 10, 10 years old with extensions in their hair. I've seen it. I was at the nail shop and a little girl got tips this weekend. And no, she, she was did nine. not. No, she didn't. Nine years old For with what? tips on her fingernails. Ruining that, that girl nail beds. Right. But she wanted it. And like I said, no. these parents now, they're yes parents. Let me just give her something to shut her up. No. And and if you are constantly, like, giving these kids everything they want, giving these kids everything they want. And then here's another thing. Now they go to school, and here's the bullying. Because right, you don't have the don't, shoes that's yep. $200. Yep. I'm going to, you know, oh, look at you. You broke. Your mama broke. Mm-hmm. She don't do this for you. She got you coming to school looking like. So after so much of that, guess what this child is going to do now? Trap or die. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I'm going to stick niggas up because mm-hmm. ain't nobody going to clown me at school no more about how raggedy I look. If I got to stick kids up, steal a stuff, rob mm-hmm. cars. That's why you got so many kids now doing home invasions, mm-hmm. robbing mm-hmm. people's houses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I joke the other show and was like how we used to steal the change out of Walker car. Mm-hmm. But hell, I ain't never broke in nobody's damn house. These kids ain't scared of nothing. They ain't scared of nothing. They ain't scared of nobody. They ain't scared of no consequences. The- Mm-hmm. The consequences. They They're don't not. care. You're right. Yo. Because even though they see all these rappers dying now, it's almost like they're selectively choosing in their mind, I see the deaths, but I also see the life I want. Mm-hmm. But you would think with them seeing the negative impact that they need to change. Like you would think. They don't. Especially. They, kids, you got to remember, and, and, and a therapist told me this, teenagers think they are invincible yeah no no teenager ever thinks about their death as a teenager none unless they think about taking their own life but Mm -hmm. there's not one teenager that thinks uh well i want to put this money up for retirement i want to put this i want to you know tuck a buck away you know for for an for an emergency you don't expect and you don't expect a a teenager to think that way and then you do have a couple of them and it's a rarity that say well let me think Mm -hmm. of this this and this you know you do have some you know but not guess guess what guess the ones that think like that the ones that done been hungry for days at a time and they like let me say this little bit of money right i never Mm -hmm. know when it's gonna be a time again where i can't eat Right. right, they felt that feeling before, so they mm-hmm. don't want to go back again. Right, mm-hmm. but for the ones that have witnessed, say, death, whatever, something tragic. Right, mm-hmm. you would think that that should spark. You know, the the light bulb should come on, and you know them. Hey, I need to change. Mm-mm. Like, what would draw you to or keep you there? Mm-hmm. But they walk around here with their little homeboys on their shirt, and like it's cute. I think. 
Right. When, like, about when they pass away yeah, that's or my when soldier, they're in jail. My boy, and they like telling the stories about how they boy died and when they was I was there when my boy got shot. And da 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 da. But they say that we um uh, in this culture, in this time of this culture, hip hop culture, that's what we glorify. We glorify the ones that go to jail, the, we glorify the ones that were shot and killed. We glorify all of that. That goes that reminds me about Big and Tupac. Right. That major that rivalry. That was horrible. Yes, that was horrible. Like, you really had a division mm-hmm. in hip-hop. You had a division in households. Right. You had a division across America. And, right. And probably overseas. I don't know. Right. These children, I think you said it pre-show, mm-hmm. that that rivalry opened up just all like opened these up. Yeah. other yeah. killings. Killings, yes. Right. And and I thought we would learn from that. Like, we don't want nobody else to die. That's why I told you, like, when I see Dr. Dre and Ice Cube and all them, I'm happy that there's Ice Tea. I'm happy they're still here to celebrate what they created. Mm-hmm. And they're reaping the benefits of all that they have done. Because it just seemed like at one time, I thought Snoop was about to be killed. I thought, he thought they were so going to take mm-hmm. Puffy off the map. And then when you see all these battles going on, like um, Young Boy and mm-hmm. Lil Durk now, and you're sitting up here saying, y'all, just keep it keep it on vinyl, keep it on wax, keep it in the airwaves, whatever, on the streamlines, whatever they do, right. talking now. But I just hope and pray that the beef, even Jeezy and Gucci Mane, mm-hmm. keep it. I don't want that. Airways. And I didn't understand I just the don't point want of that. that. It just seemed like Jeezy they was trying to be civil, and it's like Gucci Mane wanted to keep that. He damn kept poking fight the bear. Going. It's like yeah. he kept pushing the envelope, right. poking the bear, wanting to start something. He he came there to start something. He's ups- yeah, he was he, upset. His friend is gone, right. and he feels that. He, and this is allegedly. Let me, you know that that Jeezy and then was That's responsible of his um friend's death. You know, they shouldn't have so, did a versus. I don't. I think they should have did it in separate rooms. Mm. They could have did it and did it in separate rooms, like um Ooh. some of the other artists that did their right. verses. They did it in separate locations, and I think that would have been fine with everybody because nah. that was just too just much. Like Jeezy, they got that much animosity between them. I just don't. Feel I don't like think they need Jeezy to. thought that they. I thought. I think Jeezy thought that all of them was on a different level now. Like we have, you know, Jeez. this is years from now. But Gucci man, like you know what? Nah, man. Mm-mm. That was crazy. Yeah. But I just I, I probably would have just left. I'd have been like, you know what, I ain't doing this. It's not worth it. All the, everything that is that has happened in the last year or so. Let's talk about Dolph. Let's talk right. about the the other guy. Um, let's say MO three Yeah, MO three, Huey, um, mm-hmm. was the Snooty Wow. Mm-hmm. They're all Dying over what? Over like what? what? What is it? What is the cause? And they said and they found what him is the connection in um in the SUV shot in the neck in Houston. Who Snooty? Uh huh. Oh, they found him dead. He was shot. Somebody shot him. Like in the what neck. is it? You hate a person that much because like what? So what was it a robbery gone bad? Was it a drug deal gone Regardless bad? Regardless if it's a gang like, if it's a gang retaliation, if there is a uh 
a robbery. It a, can't be over a, no a, woman. A beef. It's a, too, many, too many right. women out there to choose. Well, but, but and sometimes yeah, it is. It, it, it happens. From but, that. but my thing is, they said he was found. Um, I apologize. Yesterday. They said he was found in a ditch in the south side of Houston, suffering gunshot wounds to his head and neck. He was rushed to the hospital in critical condition where he died. Oh, who he you glistening. hate? Who you hate that much that you're willing to sell your soul to the devil? to get rid of and off the face of this earth. Like how much Because you- I don't hate nobody to that level that I want to spend the rest of my life in jail for, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, that I got to answer to God. They for, don't fear for, no one. For we already acting, said that. For acting as God, taking a life. Three, that that person's soul I kill haunting me in my dreams for the rest of they my eat. damn life. That's how they eat. That's how they that's how they they move. They get paid to do things. They don't care. Just think about back in the day with um the mafias. You had hitmans. Right. That's, that was their job. But if you can take people's lives, if you can shoot the soul and the life out they of have somebody. No soul. Right. You you are animal. If you are a murderer, you got to be an animal cuz you can't be a human being with a heart and compassion and love. How how do you call yourself? How do you say? You ever seen back in the day with um, the mafia or or even like the um what's the Mexican family that come in the cartel? The cartels. Do you see how they go in these people's houses and they murder the mm-hmm. children? Mm-hmm. Execute and the it, right yeah. and they, they don't care. and they kill the children mm-hmm. in front of the parents mm-hmm. first, and then they go you know just make them suffer right, and then they kill the parents. You and you gonna go home that night. And kiss, and, and your, kiss babies your children and, and lay tuck up them with in your the wife. bed after you done kill these kids. It, do that sound like somebody? Hey. A, a human? It's a ro- not human. That, it's not it gotta human. be a robot, some kind of robotic, satanic, I don't know. But it can't be a human. And then not only that, they're scared of the person that they are working for. It's like once you are in that lifestyle, you feel yourself stuck in that lifestyle. So it's like you you are, you, you, they own you. They own everything about you. So why would you even get in it? Because you know, once you live by the gun, they may, you got to die by the they gun. They may have given them an opportunity that they could not, they could not resist. They may have taken them out of a situation that was bad and they found home. They found love from this person or something that they were missing. Right. These dudes that killed off, he said that it was, you know, he did it for the money. Mm-hmm. You can't spend the money. No. Nope. You in jail. You thought you was going to get away with it. That's no, what you Nobody thought. gets away with anything. Right. And this was this would this would be my logic of thinking. If I take this person out, this high-profile person out, now I'm going to get the money and I may or may not get away with it. Or, hey, first thing I think of, and they we see this shit on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I got to cut off the loose ends because mm-hmm. this is a loose end. This is somebody who can tie this murder back to me. Mm-hmm. As the person who conspired it. Or, so now I got to get rid of them. Or if you seem weak, I got to right. get rid of you. Right. Right. If, you know. So now I'm just like, yeah, uh, it's a no for me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't even looking like no good in here. Mm-hmm. I just go work at Dunkin' Donuts, sir. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I know you found something over there. <laughs> 
Well, when you said a woman, well, speaking of a woman, they said that the Houston Police Department says during an investigation, a woman told police her vehicle was stuck in a ditch at the location of the shooting on Alice Street and several unknown people attempted to help her. She alleges the rapper walked up to her pointing a gun at her and she told police she heard gunshots as she fled the scene on foot. But not she didn't know that he was shot. That was a setup. She set him up. That was a setup. The suspects fled the scene in a dark colored sedan. It's always a dark colored she sedan. She set him up. She mm. he got she got in the car with him. She telling him, I'm gonna take you it back was, to my place. We're gonna get you right. Meanwhile, she texting the niggas, this way I'm at. Yeah. I'm here. So I bet you Pull it was up. supposed to be a robbery that, right. that was wrong. She that dropped her wrong. location. Yep, that went bad. It, yep. Boy, can't go 50-50 with no hoes. Drake said it best. You better not trust him. Oh, that's my song. Okay. That's my song. I'm upset. Yeah. Look, but this is my thing. That's why you always got to be. We we laughed about Miss Jackie earlier. Miss Jackie is the little old lady on the job Mm -hmm. who know everything um, and and probably know it before it's going to happen in everybody's business. And she just like the little old lady at work who is just a hot mess. But one thing that I like about Miss Jackie is she old school. And sometimes people be tripping on old school. Be like, ah, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. She old school. But let me tell you, something about that old keen sense of, hmm, something ain't right. My grandmothers wasn't, you know, highly educated women, but they always would tell me, put your money in your bra, just in case you got a hole in your pocket or you get to walking and your your money come out. I never lost money as long as I had my money in my bra. It was just like little things that you, they used to tell us to prepare us for life that I always keep, you know, embedded in my mind that, I, that I'll know to do. Like, I would rather them teach, you know, life skills in songs like why Mm -hmm. not teach me how to when i get this record label because pretty much all these little young boys who who listening to them they thinking about aspiring to rap right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so why not teach them like financial management like what was the song that jay-z had and he was like basically kind of breaking down like you know Oh. I I I had this money and and I made these investments and I wanted to make sure and how he and how he finessed his contract with Rockefeller so he knew not to get taken. I I'll I'll try to remember what remember the name the of the song it's not, was. Is it? It's not the story of OJ. I know he talks about. He money talks about that. it in, in the story of OJ. One. But there was a oh. there was a song where he basically was saying how. He wasn't going to let the music industry get over on him. Right. He I, oh, he always wanted gosh. to be two steps ahead and because he, he listened to the old heads on mm-hmm. how they got duped when it was time for them. Like, this is what I want these rappers to put out in their music versus I shot that nigga. I fucked this girl. I, I kicked this baby over in a stroller. Like, come on, y'all. But here's the thing, Yoshi. It is rap like that out there. But they, like you said earlier, or 
that it's they just saying that the gangster and the trap music sells, but there is rap out there like uh, what's the young man named Lucas Joyner and all of them. And, you know, they have that type of rap that talks about um, being financial, you know, generational wealth. J. Cole's and, has a, a song mm-hmm. that I yeah. like. That's and like J. Cole, because mm-hmm. I like J. Cole. Mm-hmm. I think J. Cole is what you call one of those median rappers. Like, yes. look, I saw this. This is what I um, experienced. But, hey, I'm not there. This is where I am. I'm more self-conscious. I'm more self-aware. And I want you all to be self-aware as well. But do but, they have mentorship with these record, um, in the record label, record industry with, um, you know, these young artists that they are bringing on? Like, do they have that? I think sometimes they bring, like I had mentioned earlier, I think sometimes they bring their people in with them. And I don't think maybe um, those people are necessarily for them at the time because you don't need a lot of yes people around you. You need right. somebody that's going to keep you grounded. But do you remember back in the day and this is what my grandmother told me. And she said, it wouldn't have been no Aaliyah and no R Kelly if things had been done decent and in order like they did back in my day. Mm. Cuz when they had the girl groups Back in Motown and different, the mama they had the chaperone That's on the right. goddamn bus. Cause, sir, let me tell you something. And 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 don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of them slipped through the cracks. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. Cause they had babies. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something about Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy told them chaperones, this is my investment. I can't have this gal up on this stage with this big belly, trying to. Hey, no. So you keep them over there on that side. He didn't even want them on the same floor in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Girls on one. Now, did somebody sneak off when the chaperone went to sleep and get in the stairwell and get them one or two? Including or three. Him. There you go. He showed sure it. <laughs> but he was bare. He was daddy. He could do whatever he wanted. Okay. So, but nowadays... Now, hold on. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, going back to R. Kelly, they brings them to the house. Right. You know what you got to do, oh, right? You, you want to be a star? Yeah. You know what you got to do, right? Ain't mm. no chaperone in there. No. I'm dropping my whole kid off at the child molester house mm-hmm. for to do whatever. Because you know why? Because I, I, I got to get that. the bills paid. I didn't know he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew what R. Kelly was about. Do you think somebody would have dropped their daughter off at a a, a a grown man house back in 1960? No, because it, no. we don't trust a man in the right. van. Because mm-hmm. that daddy, because that was the daddy in the house. That was the daddy. That was daddy who, came, who went to work all day and came home and said, right. where my daughter at? Mm-hmm. She had to, well, mm-hmm. hold on. We all get in the car and we going over there to go get her then. Mm-hmm. Right. I was trying to look up that song, the Jay Z song. I think it's on the um, is it the Red is album? It the Kingdom Come? I don't yeah, know. I think it's on the Kingdom Come album. I'm not sure, but um, we're about to close out the show today, and so I just kind of want y'all to give y'all's views on um, this situation going on now, and what could we possibly do with our kids, or um, you know, give us some insight on what you're gonna do you know, moving forward, even with your kids? Um, reach out to him more um, because we're not in the same household uh, throughout the week. 
Um, but reach out to them more. Um, lay my eyes on them. Make sure everything's okay. Um, put my phone down while I'm doing it. Um, and just make sure that he knows that I love him, that I'm proud of him, and that he can come to me about anything, mm -hmm. anything. And I'll, you know, I'll never disown him as my child. And um, also, I'll do it with my nieces and nephews, too, and, you know, my grown godchildren, you know, mm -hmm. just to make sure they're okay. You have to. to say, hey, I love you, and, you know, um, one thing I do do, I send encouraging um, motivational quotes mm -hmm. to my um, Makari every morning. And That's so I just let him know that I love him mm -hmm. and, you know, have a great day. Yep. Yeah, I know. Kids feel better. You know, mm -hmm. kids already, you know your parents. You know who love you. You know who's there for you. Mm -hmm. And it's understood, right? Mm -hmm. And And I was telling my son the same thing. Sometimes that's just not enough just because it's understood I'm your mom. Mm -hmm. I, I'm su I'm supposed to love you and take care yeah. of you. I don't care how old you are. you still mm -hmm. my child. You know, I'm still going to be your mother. Mm -hmm. But we need to tell these children and we need to show them yep. unconditional love. Yep. You know, it's not about buying them. It's about holding them, seeing when they're hurt and letting them know it's okay. I'm here for you. And not just buying them because or getting their favorite meal or buying the shoes that they like. That's 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 a part of love, but that's not un that's not the real unconditional love. So I just, you know, teach your children, show them what real life experiences are about and mm -hmm. not just what you see out there on the streets, um, what your neighbors are doing. Just, you know, I don't know. Hold your children tight because you never know, especially if they're out there doing things that they have no business doing. Talk to them. Be cognizant of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Don't just sit around just here don't and be sit like, around. I ain't realized that that was so, well, why not? Because you ignore, yep. you know it, but you have ignored it for so long. And, and I think some people, when they are like that, they feel helpless, like there's nothing they can do. Mm -hmm. And there's always something to do. It's always something to do. I know they say praying, a praying mother, a praying grandmother. Yes, Lord. I, I got to go back to the basics. Yep. Mm. I do agree. Yeah. And sometimes just your presence. Yep. That costs nothing. Nothing. Costs not one thing. Nothing. Presence costs nothing. Showing up, showing up and being there costs right. nothing. Mm -hmm. It can save something. That's yep. right. Exactly. Be well, their biggest cheerleader. That's right. Be their biggest supporter. Yes, me. Well, Y'all ready to wrap it up? Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead and uh, all right, all right. Out. Well, I don't even think we introduced ourselves today. <laughs> it's okay. They know us. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll get them next time. We, we'll get it next time. Oh, goodness. But check us out on uh, Instagram. We're at the very V-A-R-Y Necessary Podcast. You can also catch us on uh, Facebook at The Unapologetic Talk, The Very Necessary. We're on all platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Where else we? Everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere. So, y'all, just hit us up. Let us know um, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, how, how you're enjoying the show. And I'll send us an email at the very V A R Y necessary podcast at gmail.com.
Yay, yay. <laughs> Doing one of my numbers. And I think, too, y'all, one more thing. I think we're so passionate about this because the young men that we see that are being killed now, they are our children's ages, and they could be our own sons, nephews, uh, cousins that we, you know, want to see them grow and, and evolve. And I, I just think that's why we're just so compassionate about, you know, we want these rappers to really evolve and live and live. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And I just, it's just disheartening. I mean, to what's see the that. point? What's the point of it all of, of making it right to, to just, because you're more famous when you die. What's no. the song that we came in on? Um, what's the, the guy? Um, well, he said all he wanted to do was make all it. he wanted to flip all the phone was fit to feed his baby. Yeah. That's it, feed his baby, and now his baby doesn't He's have a father. without a father, right? Damn. So, um, with that, of course, like every week, please do something for your physical, um, financial, social, spiritual, emotional, and mental health. Why? Because self care is very necessary. We love you. Take care of yourselves. And we're out. And so I could not come up with a proper song to play us out because I swear I was so trying to find that Jay-Z song. And guess what y'all going to get tonight? (laughs) It's a hard knock life. It is. Mm -hmm. Take Uh the bass line out. Uh 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 Let it bump, though. Uh-huh.